You're listening to the Shaky Town Radio Hour. This is Brody Foster Hubbard. Before the show starts, I just need about three minutes of your time. I want to let our audience know we are accepting donations via PayPal at shakytownradio.com donate. If our audience donated a dollar or two a year, we could cover our costs. If you donated a dollar or two a month, we could start to do live events. We could start to do merchandise. We could start to do more online content like movies and bonus episodes and things like that. If you were donating a dollar or two an episode, we might even be able to work on this podcast full time. And then the possibilities would be amazing. Really, we appreciate any amount because Gene, George, and I have been paying for this all ourselves. You've heard us talk about stuff we like. You've heard us promote projects of our friends, but we've never taken any advertising dollars. We've never had any sponsors. But now we're already getting donations. I wanted to thank the first contributors, Nicole Wester, Jody Chandler, Annette Gladstone, Robin Groves, a.k.a. Smart Bunny from the Half-Assed Podcast. We really appreciate your generosity. We are going to make your investment worth it. We are going to continue to bring great shows, great chats, great guests. We love doing this podcast. We love putting this content together and bringing it to you, our audience. And we appreciate your support. We appreciate your emails and internet comments and positive iTunes reviews. Also, it's just been for me personally and for my wife, Megan, a really rough week or so. Um, So the generosity and positivity came to me at a perfect time. Thank you again, everybody, so much. And on behalf of Gene, George, and I, thank you so much to our Shaky Town audience and contributors and, um, you know, Gene and I have both had some travel plans in the works for a while, um, and then I had these personal hardships pop up, and we also had some guest availability issues, so by the time you're hearing this, we're putting together new episodes, but they are going to be maybe a week or so delayed, um, and so we'll have some mini-sodes up for you in the meantime. But right now, um, you're going to hear a song called Black and White Movie by Ether Teeth from Phoenix, Arizona. Etherteeth.bandcamp.com. I want to thank my new friend Shane uh, for contributing this music. And uh, you're going to hear a great conversation with Rich Jezuak from tvguide.com and 44.typepad.com. On with the show. Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. We're coming to you from what I'm calling Shaky Town Studios. That's the name for it this week. Awfully pretentious for a place that has those kind of doorknobs. I agree. Uh, we have today in the studio, quote, quote, floop, floop, Rich Jeswack. Yes. Did I say it? Yeah, that's, that's good. 
Okay. Yeah. I know Close him enough. as 4-4. Yeah. Four, four. That's yeah. what I've always, when I, um, my wife Megan Marie, uh, who's been on the show. Um, I won't say friend of the show, but I won't say foe of the show. Fair enough. She uh, is the one who turned me on to Rich, and we're always like, did you read 4-4 today? Did you see 4-4's new top model review? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was our kind of gateway drug into you. Yeah. So uh, we're really glad to have you here on our What cycle is top model on now, like 47? Uh, I think the upcoming is 17. Oh, my God. And I have not watched stars. that in, like, 10 cycles. I didn't write about it last cycle, but I did watch it. Cannot do it. I can't do it. Yeah. It just got horrible. It got so... Well... It just fills a role, though. It it does its thing, you know. It's it's like part of the pop culture landscape, and it just does its top model thing. I would rather see Tyra Banks put in a room fighting like wild animals, sure, like rabid. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, she kind of is when she's showboating, you know, during panel, just in a civilized so way, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. yeah, yeah. We used to watch it. Uh, we we used to be regular watchers, and it's 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 got to be ten cycles again. But next cycle is an all-star cycle, so right, that's it's what I'm renewed about. interest. Yes, and uh, which means that Camille from cycle two is about 35 years old, uh, competing for. This is what I. This is this is insider information. I think that she's uh, on record 32, but she's actually 34, 35. So I hear. Um, In the modeling world, frankly, it doesn't make much of a no, difference. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yes, she's dead. That's, so she's, she's dead. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> they age it like like dogs, like seven years. Right. Yeah. Year, right. right. I'm I'm excited about uh, creepy eye Allison. Yes. Or, me too. I'm sorry. Is that oh, bloody eye? The owl. I'm mixing up two. No. People. Yeah. Bloody eye is Nicole. Bloody eye Nicole. Bloody. She was not back. And I do not care for her. Oh, I like Nicole. As, I, I'm sure as a person, human being. Well, I don't know her. Wonderful. Right. Yeah. As a contestant or a character. Yeah. I was rooting for the other girl. At yeah, the time. but um, Allison, uh, I actually texted her. I haven't heard back. I, I heard back from somebody else that I texted, and it should be fun. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just leap right into it. I, I, I'm go for the. I, what, go. I'm in love with Allison. I make no bones about that. Okay. She is. Fair enough. She's caught me in her creepy grasp. Yeah, I did two videos with her. I did an interview with my cat, and I did a, uh, we, she, because of her blood thing, I was like, oh, we'll do a fake video to the Syphil and Ali song, Fake Blood, which is like their riff on Patience by Guns N' Roses. Right. And uh, she was so directable. She would do anything, and that was really great. Yeah. It really got my, like, director on with her. Very cool. And yeah, as Tyra's told us, any model needs to be also a good actress. It, it was it was seriously like she learned. She took skills and she's applying them in my living room. I know exactly. I just I just realized exactly when I went from tolerate to hate yeah. with ANTM was was the smize thing. Oh, that the was, smize thing is that was honest. really drove me because yeah. because I was I was not I was never in it fully. Yeah. I was never two feet in the pool of ANTM. Um, but my wife is, her best friend is, and it was a fun time to watch the thing. But that was, I was done with it. I Fair was, enough. I was kind of done with it. The show is like a, the televised equivalent of a buffoon, kind of. And it's it, it's weird how, because it tries so hard and it doesn't need to. Yeah. Like they never repeated a photo shoot and it's like, why not? It, just, just, it's different people. It'll be different. It's, and you're my, fine. My, my wife is is a photographer, like, like trained school, you know, MFA photographer. And she's like, that was a really good photo shoot idea. And, and they never do it again. Yeah. It's like, you know, the murder scene one was really cool. And they do, you, you could do that again. Easily. And they yeah. always come up with like, it just seems like, like they have a, like a bingo ball thing where they just like pull like three balls out. It's like on a rooftop with masks <laughs> right. and 
wire lines. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. So, Dude, what was uh, what were some of your favorite things from this season? Which I have to say, as we watched it, there would be moments that would pop up, and we're like, yeah. oh, this this is so. This would have been so good on four four. God, there were a few times where I oh um, <laughs> uh, handlebars of fierceness. I think it was something that Tyra Banks said. You take the handlebars of fearness. Oh, but my my the this the most ridiculous. I mean, my favorite thing, aka the thing I hated the most. You know, like what whatever. It's all a blur to me yeah. how I feel about things. Um, is when Tyra sat the girls down and was like, "The world is a mean place, and people are going to talk about you." And yeah, this total victim thing. And it was like, you are facilitating the talking about because you're putting them on reality TV. If you're so concerned about these women's egos, right. don't put them on TV. Right. Don't put them on reality TV because people will talk about reality TV yeah. mercilessly. That is what happens. Yeah. Good or that's bad, point. that's, that's point. what happens. It's, it's prurient interest in things that exactly. you, you, right. you, know, you want to watch. Exactly. So it's like, cry me a river. Oh, oh, but the best thing was Britney's meltdown when she left panel. Which yeah. was so scandalous. And she, she was drinking from a giant jar backstage. And I love that we got to see the whole the holding room is like a nurse's office in a high school basically. It was nice. it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, that was a completely insane. And she ended up winning too. She completely redeemed herself. So, and she got yeah. a scoliosis test and some back teeth. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they asked they held her balls and asked her to cough. So. <laughs> I actually, and I, I'll have to look up the place really quick. There's a market in High is it Highland Park? Don't look at me, dude. It's your story. Um <laughs> But uh, it's basically east side. Um, there's a, a, a kind of specialty mart, you know, where, where there's a lot of vegan good stuff. And I ran into um, Alexandria. Oh, was she, she wearing was, her hat? Uh, she was not wearing her hat. Um, she was not driving the pink car she wanted either. So I wonder if she sold that. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be that was our instinct. Couldn't couldn't muster up the strength to um, say anything. And plus, and oh, yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't say anything. No, no. Gene and I have talked on the show about living in Los Angeles, and and I'm sure it's the same uh, in New York. Um, There's a certain code as far as interacting and running into celebrities. Absolutely. Or I don't know if celebrity is the right word to use here. I think celebrity is the word. Media personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I was not so cool when it came to Angelie who I was ah. standing in front of Bloomingdale's and she was nice. walking down the street and I was like I love you and she was like me and I was like, yeah take a picture with me so we took a picture that's awesome yeah. I'm seeing a great picture right now and I um I also saw Anne from Cycle Three on the subway once and I talked to her the entire L ride home nice yeah it's see you almost though are um. Like colleagues at this point, well, because I mean, she, they, they, I, Angelie, I don't. She certainly didn't say I, I recognize you or anything like that. Right. And I was not writing about Top Model back then. Right. But it's just also like people on reality TV are like, you know, I've interviewed hundreds of them at this point, so they're kind of like my peeps. It's like not yeah. a thing to yeah, sure. be like, hey, I've watched you. Let's talk about it. Well, all you need to do is talk about them. That's the only. The, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's well, fine. That's that's sufficient to carry. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that if you're in the reality game at all, you're okay being the center of attention. Yeah, <laughs> well, very and, well and, be. and even if you're not, you end up because you have to talk about yourself so much. You're constantly right. being forced wow. to. Don't I know it? Right. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, now let's take a step back and let's talk a little bit about. Speaking of talking about people, getting them to talk about themselves. Uh, now, Rich, again, I became familiar with you first from 44.typepad.com. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, is that the first place you were blogging? No, oh, yeah, that's like my blog. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
But um, at this point, you've worked with a couple different um, people. Uh, I know that you, I've seen articles recently on TV Guide. Right. I, that's my day job, yes. Okay. Mm. And you also were working for VH1. Right. That, that I did for five years. Yeah. 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 About five years. Four, really. So what, um, and you live in Brooklyn. Yes. What, what is your, your typical work day like when you, uh, and, and you're not with VH1 at the moment now, right. but what, what, what was, what's usually, even when you were with them, what was the routine as far what? as attacking, looking at footage, just how, how to comment on it? How does that decision process? It's, it's really, it's different and weird at TV Guide because it, VH1 was really easy because it was so finite of a universe, mm -hmm. um, which was great for blogging because if something didn't happen within that universe for the day, I did not have to write a story. Right, because you were just blogging about their programs. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I would be covering their programs. I would always have, like, a, a recap or whatever to write, and they were fairly extensive, and it used screenshots, etc. But it was very nice to not have to worry about that news cycle because it's so antithetical to good work that like regurgitate in 10 minutes thing is ridiculous and it's disgusting that it's the standard to me um oh yeah i no. need to take my time with things i need yeah. you know it, it, what amazes me not to completely uh sidetrack the first like viral video i ever did was liza minnelli on larry king just uh, cutting up her being just insane it was actually it's very naive when i look at that video now because there was no kind of theme or arc or anything it was just like here's some crazy <laughs> look stuff. at wackadoo exactly <laughs> what a surprise exactly. Liza Minnelli's a bit of wacky <laughs> so that had aired on a wednesday and i didn't turn that around until monday and it was fine nobody had commented on it either right, right, right. today i could not do that that would yeah. be impossible yeah. to sit on something that long and to work on it which yeah. is gross. So for TV Guide, um, I kind of have like specific beats or whatever. And I'll be like, well, today I'm going to write about hoarders or like, you know, there's this interesting person to me, at least on Toddlers and Tiaras that I want to interview or whatever. Oh. Um, so, you know, I just, I don't know. I just kind of have my things. And then there, I also leave the door open for writing about whatever internet videos are going mm -hmm. around or maybe something happened last night that I wasn't planning on writing about that I want to write about. It's always, I don't know. I, uh, you, we're, we're very much encouraged to plan things out weeks and weeks in advance, but it's very hard for me. It, 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 I mean, it's kind of contradicting what I just said, but uh, it's, like, it's, it's weird because I need to see something to do something about it and to know I can do something about it, but then also need to take my time once I do that. So I'm just, it's, I'm, I'm broken as far as the internet goes. My <laughs> process is not ideal, but right. it's mine, so... And then for four four, it's um, because it's your blog. Yeah, it, you probably have then more freedom to yeah. go into other areas, like you were talking about. Um, and, and I apologize. Wait, it's Tyler. Is it Tyler or Goblin? Or I'm a little confused. Well, Goblin about is the name of the album, and then Tyler okay. the creator. Tyler is the, the creator is what I'm trying to say. I rapper. see his posters everywhere. Right. Um, I <laughs> are you familiar with Tyler the creator? Uh, no, but I did read that post. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering if we were going to talk about Odd Future, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I honestly, uh, I, I, I maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know. I'm hitting this certain wall of my awareness of popular culture, and is it popular culture? I mean, he, the album was top five. Is it top five? Wow, yeah. it is. So yeah. I answered my own question. Yeah, yeah. I think it <laughs> debuted at number two. I'm not. I'm not exactly. I'm not sure the exact number, but it was. Wow, that's yeah. pretty. Yeah, it did better than. So, in, in terms of actual album sales today, he probably sold like forty copies. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think he like broke a hundred thousand, maybe. <laughs> right. Literally. Yeah. 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 I, I just heard. Oh, there's this 
there's a super sexist, super homophobic rapper. You right. have to check him out. It's like, right. no thanks, not yeah. into super sexist, right. super exactly. homophobic people. Yes, and, and, and the apologies and everything for it is, uh, people really apologize that very easily, but it's like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, fine, but also you could see the argument for letting that stop you and not listening to that at all. Like, why give it that? Like, that, that point of view, I think, is just as valid as somebody right. who's like, well, actually... But I, the, the interesting thing about him, though, is that he does... It is all from the gut, and it's we're in such politically correct times that, right. like, you can... I can kind of appreciate that it's kind of the sound of one person's psyche vomiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to have somebody unhinged. Uh, I think he's dumb, <laughs> actually. Like, I don't... Well, See, just from the little excerpts, which is literally the only exposure I had is yeah. from your blog, is it just does look like somebody stupid ranting. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's it's you know if you were if you were at the parking lot of a Hardee's somewhere listening to a couple just fucking numb nuts arguing with each other, it sounds just like yes. That. And and then when he's interviewed about this stuff, it's just so disappointing because he'll be like. I'm not homophobic, listen to my record, or read something, or ask my gay fans. And it's like, well, okay, you, you want to talk to me? Like, I really feel like I, I should have the interview, I should have the I should have the opportunity to talk to these people, because I will, I, I'm not afraid of anybody. Sure. And I will gladly call them on their shit. Like, what can I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have uh, um, yeah, so I somebody I don't know. I should have been assigned that somewhere because I <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Well, it was interesting. I um I wrote Make it about, happen, man. Make I, it happen. I mean seriously, I doubt his people is the thing. Is that like yeah. even in this like unpolitically correct world he's making? He may be dumb, but so, his handlers exactly might not be. exactly. It's still so orchestrated. But an interesting ex- exercise for me was that I wrote about Paris Hilton's uh, new show. I did a, a critique on it, and it's terrible. And she's awful, and it's weird because of that. It's this, this whole PC. <laughs> That thing that we're talking about this, this yeah. media trained savvy savvy um it's just, it makes her look so bad and it's like it's your own show what are you doing with yourself do you just not know what a good person looks like you don't even know how to fake it yeah that's <laughs> i'm wondering about that so i had the opportunity to interview her the next week and i was like well i already said this so i'm just going to go through all of my points and just call her on them yeah, yeah. so and which was an interesting exercise, especially because it was junket style. I had eight minutes, right. so I had. To, Let's get in this. Yeah, so like, you have a new show and you suck. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, Paris, Tell you're an about, asshole. Tell me about that. Right. Right, right, it was it was pretty intense. Now, did you know you were shit in the bed when you were making this? Right, because <laughs> it's really bad. Right. <laughs> she stands by it, which is the craziest thing. That after all of this, so she's an auteur is really yeah. what it comes yeah, yeah, exactly. down to. This is my yeah. vision. Right. I have my vision. Yep. Oh. Who knew? I, I was working actually on her show. The, what, the World Going to Paris? No, no, The Simple Life. Oh, okay, yeah. This was years ago. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, was she in jail or was she <laughs> sick? I just remember that they, they passed a card around at work and there was kind of a funny note attached to it about as far as, or the email, like, hey, you know, here's something nice to say. Hey, stay strong, girl. Here's something maybe not so nice to say. That so orange jumpsuit. That, yeah, that <laughs> right. orange jumpsuit looks great on you. And it was totally a joke. Yeah. But I got on TMZ. Oh and, sh- and with the, the name of the operations director who had written the note. Yeah. And like and people are commenting about him and stuff, but which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know, we it's normal people most of the time who work on these shows too. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Having worked on a Paris Hilton 
vehicle, a Paris Hilton joint. Um, <laughs> nice. It's just weird, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I have really a point to say. Except nope, just you that do not. I'm telling you right now, you've, you've been skirting around it. It is weird. Um, but I, weird do, I do work yeah. in reality television. Well, she's super rich and super yeah. privileged. That immediately, yeah. you get two strikes against you. Yeah, she's not it's a human like, being. You're at best going to be eccentric. Right. At best, right. you're yeah. going to be like, I eat the same deli sandwich every day, right. three times a day. And, you know, that's best. You know, right. it's, yeah. And I sleep under a pile of newspapers. Right. It's like, boom. But she's just a fucknut. Yeah. I mean, and you can just tell she's a fucknut. You know, even if she was, you know, it's maybe if she had grown up middle class or normal, maybe she'd be okay. Yeah, but I was, I was watching the talk the other. Day. They're still, by the way, making the rounds. Like <laughs> it's, it's the fifth week of the show, and Paris and Kathy are still showing up. Uh-huh. So they were on the talk. I mean, two segments on the talk. The talk is the worst this show. Is the View, but with Darlene Moms. from Roseanne. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the interview, Kathy's like, "It is so nice to come to a place where you can have a discussion." It's not like a firing squad. And it's like, as an interviewer, if your subject tells you that, you have failed. failed. You have absolutely right, failed. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, in, a, in that kind of a context. Obviously, right. I don't want you guys to fire me. It's, it's nice to make me Well, it's a different kind of... This is a right, different exactly. kind of interview. Yes. This is more of a conversation. Right, exactly. But, but yeah, but, yeah exactly. but, but it you struck me. Like, if I heard that, I'd be oh, like, yeah. I'd I'd that one up. Pardon me while I go to the bathroom and break the mirror and exactly. slash my face. Exactly. <laughs> I'm done. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Well, obviously, it's it's not even softball at that point. It's t-ball. Yeah, and everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> yes. So it's yeah. No, I, I I don't doubt that entirely, whatsoever. I boo. No. Yeah, Paris Hilton. Thumbs down. I'm Thumbs down. And I loved Paris Hilton's my new BFF. I thought it was actually brilliant, top to bottom. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought it inverted reality cliches. I thought that she it showed a sign of her having a sense of humor about herself, playing this character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all that went over. Did they did did they at some point say she is here to make friends? Uh, my favorite thing about that was I'm not here to make friends with you guys. I'm here to make friends with Paris. Was something oh, that was boy, yes, right. a distinction. And we should now talk about Rich's most famous and uh, once plagiarized. Right? Was this the supercut? No, plagiarized? I'm not here to make friends. Was never nobody ever touched that one. Okay, good. Yeah. I do want to talk about the the plagiarism is- issue too, um, but. Yeah, that this is probably your most famous supercut. I'd uh, say. Well, it doesn't have the most views, but I would say that like it's often credited. I, it's as, certainly the one that that when we were discussing you, yeah. that immediately left yeah. to my mind. It was very uh, because, well because I watch reality TV too, right. and it is yeah. if you watch more than one and a half episodes of a reality show, right. someone says it in every show oh, yeah. on every show right. yeah, yeah. in every episode of every yes. series. <laughs> right. There is some. Usually the biggest numbnut right. who says, I'm not here to make friends. Right. And yeah. then doesn't end up winning. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, doesn't, yeah. Yeah. and doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> right. And I've been open on this show about the fact that I work in reality television because it is my paying job and because there are certain things you sign, I don't always get into a lot of details. But yeah. I, I am hoping to talk a little bit about the minutiae. Of, of reality show cliches. If we ask you questions and you respond with yes or no answers, will that break any non-disclosure agreements you've made? Um, I'm not sure. Let me consult my lawyer. We'll have to talk to the legal staff. <laughs> but I was really happy to see the the, the new supercut, uh, the uh, thrown under the bus. Oh yeah, yeah. One uh, that the, which was just confined to the Apprentice. I mean, that could have taken you know years to do yeah. comprehensively. Right. Okay. So. Do these cliches, and this is, I'm opening to the panel, do these cliches already exist in culture and then are amplified by reality television, or are these cliches 
something that popped into the head of one cast member or one producer and it just like fell into the echo chamber. Like for instance, having transcribed and logged hours upon hours mm -hmm. upon hours of reality television uh, as a day job, I never remember hearing- I just do it as a hobby. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, of, course. of course. I mean, I do it as a hobby. <laughs> oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> I've never heard the word nerve wracking uh. as much as I hear in reality television people say, oh, it's so nerve wracking. Yeah. And I know that the process it, that caused that is before that little footage you see, it was there, there was a producer going, so is today uh, kind of a nerve-wracking day for you? Right. Yes, it is a nerve-wracking no, day. No, I think, yes. yeah. think nerve-wracking is in the general parlance. I hear it a lot, man. I think yeah. nerve-wracking is in the general parlance. I, I, that, but, but like the construction is like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. I mean, it's, it definitely didn't, it wasn't birthed by reality TV, but... It, the, I, I did an uh, This American Life segment on that video, and as I was exploring it, which I had to, um, I kind of realized that there are very few situations where it would certainly behoove you to have to, <laughs> right. to, to not only have that attitude, but state like you're attitude. like you're maybe if you're a prison ward, right? Maybe if you're a prison in ward. the locker room, <laughs> I'm not there to make friends, right? Exactly, exactly. There's yeah, there's a very very thin slice of your you know existence where that would be appropriate and you'd probably but not say it even if it was i'm saying if i said it out loud then i'd be the even bigger weirdo because then it's like well who wants to be friends with you, you <laughs> totally, totally. About? you're really setting yourself up for <laughs> to be shot down um, maybe if you said it nicely i'm not here to make friends right <laughs> but i will because i'm a personable guy <laughs> under the bus is um kind of a little bit more in popular consciousness but the weird thing about that, when I did research on, because I had done it last season just using the se that season of The Celebrity Apprentice, and then with this, it was, I just did this season and last season and a bunch of other ones. Um, apparently, Cindy Lauper in the 80s is the first person on record where they could, could dig it up. There's a story online about the origin of that phrase, and yeah. she was on The Celebrity Apprentice yeah. last last season and she got it wrong she said <laughs> you trying to throw me under the truck <laughs> maybe that's how it uh maybe maybe she's just trying to make reclaim her, yeah her exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. buses exactly. played out i love cindy lopper <laughs> yeah. see i i think i have stated on this show that there is an alternate universe cindy lopper and madonna's singles came out the same week right right there's an alternate universe where cindy lopper is madonna well, this is popular time movie. magazine famously was like cindy lopper is the one who's gonna Go places. Madonna is DOA. Under again, underestimating the American public yes. and their taste for mostly mediocre bullshit. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Madonna. Madonna has very good taste. In, Madonna has very good taste. Actually, I will say. Oh, you know what? You know what? I have to say that the fact that the fact that Madonna, without a Madonna, we wouldn't have a Lady Gaga, and I yeah. think she's going to be. How old is she? She's like 25 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, it's crazy. fucking insane. Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> that okay, Maybe that there's a Madonna so that there's a Lady Gaga. Yeah. Because I, I, I can't imagine what she's going to do for the next 50 years of her career. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Although, you know... And she's like, gonna go, or she might go crazy. It was, it was a big crash. thing for me and Madonna because uh, I had kind of blocked out the fact that I loved her and that she meant so much to me uh, being gay, right, right. you know? And I kind of, as I grew up, I was like, I rejected that just as part of like being like well i'm not one of those gay backlash guys. yeah and then i kind of 
and then I got the celebration, uh, which was like her retrospective. Right, right, right. And I watched it and I like had a panic attack almost. It was like, oh my God, like this was so meaningful to me and just truth or dare. Right. And, you know, the fact that she did Vogue, which was so much about gay culture and she was not waving a rainbow flag. It was right. actually kind of subversive, mm-hmm. um, a lot more so than any of the gay pandering that goes on in pop music today. Right. Uh, so and then just took and, and you know contrasting her when you see her in interviews she can be so charming and off the cuff and I don't think that she's an intellectual but I do think she's savvy and she can certainly uh, play the smart game better than just about anybody that's that you hear interviewed today and to have a sense of humor about herself and be tongue in cheek so it's like it's really easy to be like oh yeah Madonna so overrated it's like what the hell but then when I watch her. Uh, in practice with some perspective I'm like yeah actually no she's wonderful and I love her yeah agreed I, I think I think part of it is I, I think I have the same problem with and this is gonna say where where she sits in the pantheon of music I have a lot of the same problems with Madonna as I do with the Beatles uh-huh. it's a lot of fan based uh, the best ever right and it's like no she's good yeah and, yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and I will great not singles on a pop I will not, yeah, I, I will totally not discount the music side of it because I grew up then too as, as a straight dude. I, you know, I, that was what was on Madonna yeah, videos. Sure. And you know what? She was cute. She could sing, blah, 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 blah. I like Cindy Lauper better, but I like that better. Right. Generally. Right. So, but yeah, absolutely. But I think it's that <clears throat> canonizing something that is good, maybe even great in spots. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, not the best thing ever. Right, right. Ever, ever. Maybe personally great. Maybe, you know, maybe influential or whatever. But it's just kind of like, take it down a couple notches. Right, right. You know? what, what really bothers me, too, about that is just how humorless people can be about their <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. heroes. Absolutely. And it's like, I mean, I love Mariah Carey. So Mariah Carey is my favorite person who ever made music. And I spend half of that time laughing at her. <laughs> I mean, if she weren't like... If she didn't have prodigious talent, I wouldn't love her as much as I oh, do. Yeah. But I love her because she's a disaster who's clueless and says routinely stupid things. Oh, yeah. That's part of her appeal to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Her uber femininity, how ridiculously over the top she is. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I'm listening to pop music. I want to be laughing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm not like, weighty. It's not weighty. It's not something that People, I mean, like, the minute that you, that you dare point out any kind of stupidity oh, for yeah. the sake of laughing at it people get very offended sure. it's just like wh- why are you listening to pop music I would have, why don't <laughs> right. you write this because I'm be very interested to hear your perspective yeah yeah no that's I, I think it is identical to the Beatles yeah it's it's like you do know they had Ringo Starr in the band right Ringo Starr, <laughs> right, right. right you've heard the drumming <laughs> Ringo Starr yeah you, you, you've, you've heard his drumming you've, you've seen what he did when given his own <laughs> right, create, you know, creative right. headspace right Paul McCartney even it's like the man wrote how many you know fake English music hall songs yeah his go to is like Right, it's like and then they all got weird Eastern religion at some yeah. point and started <laughs> throwing also shit. so laughable yeah, yeah. yeah it's like did you see Spinal Tap? Yeah. Because they're, they're Spinal Tap. Yeah. They're one of the bands that they modeled Spinal Tap on. It's yeah. Like, you know, it's like how, how you, you can't have that, like, apply gravitas to everything that some Come on. does. As much as you love them. Yeah. You know. So. Exactly. Right. We've solved that problem. Next. Yes. What's there next on the agenda? Beatles. Done. Done. Madonna, done. So I, I can't recall off the top of my head if you've 
any commentary you've made specifically about Lady Gaga. I find her very divisive, divisive yeah. personality. Like, I'm not a fan of her music in the least. Yeah. As a person, I think what she stands for is awesome, but then I uh, hear a lot of people kind of poke at that as disingenuous. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think, like, politically, I don't find her disingenuous. I don't know how... <sighs> Sometimes, like, she's a little bit preachy for my taste. I don't know how much ultimately she's doing uh but i do think her heart is generally in the right place i do like her music oh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm i didn't realize you disliked your music that much well no it's not it's not that i hate her music i'm just like i i i'm not interested in her oh, music, right. it's know? very good of its type that's the thing is yeah. is like what i would i would argue even against that uh, i see i don't think so I think we can argue. I that. think she writes uh, really incredible hooks, and that yeah. like a lot of a big trend in pop music today is to like sing one or two notes, or like not even sing any in the chorus. Uh, the hook is becoming like this thing that can just be like, eh, you know. Whereas her, she'll do arcs, and yeah, she'll, I'll do that. you know, yeah. so, uh, she gets me in the stomach in the way that a good pop song slash roller coaster does. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. It's funny because I, I think my actually my the first time I can recall hearing Lady Gaga was Poker Face, and it was like on a bumper on a VH1 show. Yeah. And I was like, I think it was actually Best Week Ever. I, I heard the Cartman version on South Park before I heard it anywhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, because I was like, Lady Gaga, doing you know, like the old man thing. Ah, anything made before, after 1985 is garbage. Right. And, and, and then it's like, I heard the song. I'm like, what the song is that? Yeah. And, and I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, it's Lady Gaga. So I listened to it a couple times. I'm like, all right. I'm into poker yeah, face. Done. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm okay. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She gets the benefit of the doubt. Which is high praise for me. Yeah. It's like, I'll yeah. listen to what she yeah. does and, 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 and be not particularly critical about it until right. I get a couple under my belt. And I, do you think that her new album, uh, the way it's mastered, actually, is a very good representation of where she is? Uh, because a lot of times you can't even make heads or tails of what you're hearing. It's just this onslaught of sound, a block, you know, the, mm. the, the way that um, pop music has just just becomes so compressed and it's a block. There's no sense of dynamic. This is that to the, you know, 10th degree. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what she's all about, assaulting, overloading your senses. Yeah. I mean, there's she's always doing something else and showing up in a different outfit. It's ne you, She never gives you a chance to breathe. Yeah. And so to me, the way that that album expressed that, I thought was perfectly her. Yeah. I was just disappointed that something didn't pop out from between her legs uh, during the Saturday Night Live performance. I, like, <laughs> right, right. There was glitter, right. and like I was waiting for something. <laughs> right. There's all this buildup, and then nothing happened. Yeah. If it was Jason today, because that'd be awesome. <laughs> there yeah, you go. exactly. Yeah. No, it'd be a good excuse to have Daryl Hammond. <laughs> they always find a cameo for him. She's weirdly elegant like that, though. Too, you know, like I. Uh, I, that would that would almost be something that would be should be above in a very bizarre kind of way, obviously. You know, like not the vagina, <laughs> anything but the vagina. See, and what, what I I liked Lady Gaga, like I said, politically. Yeah. Um, you hate her music. Can't stand. No, it. don't hate. It's not that I hate yeah, her whatever, music. Yeah, whatever, Take it back. There, there's definitely like up. '90s rock songs, even early 2000 rock songs. Like I hate hate. Yeah. Right. Um. I'm indifferent, I guess, to most of the Lady Gaga songs. Sure. But then there's somebody, then there's like all these clones, not even clones, yeah. like um, Keisha and... I think it's pronounced Kid Dollar Sign. You're correct. 
Yes. And um, I don't know, you wrote recently about what was her name? Is it like Jenny J or? Oh, Jesse J. Jesse J. Like yeah. there's all these like. Oh, right. Well, she's not necessarily a Lady Gaga clone though. No, but these girl acts yeah. with, and and. I'm she definitely and Jesse J is more like. Well, I mean, I guess she's kind of like uh kind of by proxy or whatever because she's kind of most owes the most to Nicki Minaj in a weird way right. and Nicki Minaj people have compared to Lady Gaga so I see the yeah. thread that okay. you're drawing yeah. yeah but in effect Jessie J is just some weird British chick who's trying to do R&B or whatever she's trying to do yeah yeah there's well, you know there's always but see I think there's always been that like it's not even necessarily a knockoff it's just like England produces some weird shit it sometimes. does yeah I mean look at like the Amy Winehouse stuff yeah. I mean it's like where her singing's great, her yeah. artistry's great, but she's just a fucking train wreck. Yeah, and, right. Sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know what? I would rather listen to a white person in from England sing R and B than a black person from England sing R and B. In general, hmm. uh, I find myself connecting, and this is like not this is uh, kind of the effect. I don't. I'm not racist against sure. British black British R and B singers, but I find like Lisa Stansfield. I think is phenomenal. Right. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. They can tap into soul unlike white singers over here. It's a weird dichotomy thing. Whereas yeah. like, I don't know, All Saints or like, oh God, I don't even, I don't even know what are like black R&B singers from England, but in general, they are not my thing. Right. It's weird. Jesse J is not my thing. But the thing about the Jesse J record is that it's just sad. She, that girl try so hard it's just, <laughs> and it's just it, it's so revealing to me mm-hmm. she's so nakedly insecure and desperate to be loved that that album breaks my heart and it's almost fascinating as a result don't really like to listen to it but can ponder it I, yeah i think that trying very hard thing is is for me one of those lines that when you realize someone is just desperate yeah. to mm-hmm. do whatever it is and that's why I think I can't watch a lot of reality TV. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. it's, is it just it just bumps up against that like wow you're really reaching for it yeah. and you're gonna face plant like nobody's business yeah. and I can see it coming and I'm like I just I'll be somewhere else you know it's funny because um, <clears throat> we were, Megan and I were watching Big Fan last night um, the Patton Oswalt oh, right, right, right. Uh-huh. It's, it's not and he stars in it. Right. I've heard of this. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was written and directed by Robert Siegel, who was an Onion editor-in-chief. And I thought of Eugene because, uh, with, I won't spoil anything, but there was... Because def- there's a dumpy guy in it? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> something was about to happen that was going to be... Horrible. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of those moments in the movie. And Megan's like, I can't watch this. I can't watch this part. And it made me think of you because you've spoken about this about like cringe humor, yeah. And and, and reality television, I think, is also a uh, a reflection of that as far as yeah, it's, it, it's cringe television. It is some shows. Sometimes you can take it for performance art, though. You know, uh, I have. I mean, that's how I deal with. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how, that's, yeah, yeah. that's. But I understand the other the other way yeah. of. I, I well, you know, it's things. it's like it's like Antm got too much for me. Yeah, um, talk about trying too um, hard. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, I can still do Project Runway. I can't do most of the cooking-based shows. Yeah, I've I never cook, gotten... And I, but I cook, and I'm. that's my... Well, we watch Project Runway with a friend of my wife's who's a, who's a professional seamstress, uh-huh. and, co- and she works in costume houses. And it, I think my, my relationship with the cooking shows is a lot like her relationship with the ANTM and, and Project Runway, where it's like... 
I watch the cooking shows. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, who can't who can't part out a chicken in like two minutes? Right. It's like just shut your fucking trap and you know it's like do this, do this, do this. And I, I so I I kind of you know Monday morning quarterback those shows, but but to me so to <laughs> me the um what's fascinating about America's Next Top Model is its artifice. It's it's very deep artifice in that it's a funhouse mirror of the fashion industry, which is a funhouse mirror of the real world. Right, right, right. So it's a funhouse mirror of a funhouse mirror. And that, to me, is fascinating. That is performance art in itself. Yeah, the fashion aspect of it, the fashion aspect Or just the modeling industry. I mean, that's not how real people are. And plus size there means skinny in the real world. The whole fakeness. (laughs) You know, it's the fake version of the fakeness. Right. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so to to me, that's what's fascinating. That's why it endures. It's... No, there's nothing like that. Yeah, my my problem with, I, but I see on an intellectual level, I totally get that. Yeah. But then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, but there are people who think that this is the yeah. way of the fashion. Well, is well let them be stupid. I know. I, I mean, I know. It, it's very hard to come up against them and to yeah. discuss things with them. But ultimately, it's just like, well, you got to deal with your own brain. I got mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, and I fully understand that that it's my. I'm bringing my own things into my bucket. To right. The table and it's yeah. Like, I, I, I can't do it. You know. I've worked in music and I've worked in reality television, and I'm willing to forgive a lot more artifice out of the reality television than I in music. Yeah. Because reality television, I do for a paycheck. Right. But music, I do out of passion right. and insanity. There's not artifice there for you. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, I mean, I grew up a punk rock. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, we'll say punk rock teenager. I probably wasn't like, you know, bounced around a minor threat when I was five or anything. But, yeah. you know, at some point it meant a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so to, to see like a, a Keisha, Keisha, Kate Kesha. Kesha. Yes. Yeah. Um, really pisses me <laughs> off. You want to be a Yeah, it pisses me off. But I've seen, the thing with this is I've seen some, some of the videos of her when she's just doing music and she's fine. She's, Mm -hmm. I think, because this is the thing is I have this, I have this weird kind of schizoid thing in my own head about having done performance and comedy and stuff. I I realize how hard it is to do that. Yeah. Even shittily, even like, you know, people brag on Larry the Cable Guy, but he has an act that Mm -hmm. he does for his audience. Right. And they like it. They get something out of it. He's a performer and an entertainer. That's really tough. And then people shit on him for it. And it's like, what are you doing? Right. So, well, so half of that is yes. like, half of that yeah. is like that. So so she can actually sing and play an instrument. Yeah. And she's making a living at it and has found her niche. Her niche sucks. Right. You know, and it's awful. But it's like, I have, I'm, I'm, as I get older, I think I'm having a harder time reconciling, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, just in, in my experience with pop music, though, it doesn't... You just have to evaluate it as such. You just have to know that you're getting into the artifice of it. Right, right, And right. if you reject that outright and it's not your thing, that's right. fine. But right. certainly once you're in there right. and you're like, well, this is... Fa-, it's like, look around. Like, what is not... What, right. Commercial music is fake. Like, mm-hmm. it's not real life, you know? Yeah. Kesha, I find obnoxious, and I think that she's a little too proud of her own stupidity, which bothers me on a human level. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely the, that character that she does, however much it's based on her actual personality, is 
a fucking horrible thing. And you know what people say is that like, oh well, she's like, you know, it's like she's doing, she's being progressive. It's like a feminist thing, <laughs> and it's like, well, it, it's like, like fine, uh, but being a douchebag while you, it's yep. up for grabs, equal opportunity, fine. Like, let's have a lady douchebag. But uh, that's nothing to aspire to. You're still a douchebag. You're not bag. breaking down doors either. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, we need a female Hitler. It's right, like, exactly. What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> until until there's a female Hitler, our, the glass ceiling right, exists. Right, yes. <laughs> like, what? Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although I think we need to tap a phenomenon uh, like Rebecca Black and present Lady Douchebag. I think that could be yeah, a big definitely. Oh, definitely. Oh. Think how much money we can make. Yeah, you know, because that's that the, the the whole she it, it, there again is the sincerity. You know, it's, she's sincere. There's there's you you could tell that they they weren't doing that as a joke. No, like, that was they, not a joke. You know, yes. and it's like the song poems and stuff like that where people are like, this song is gonna be a hit. Right. And it's like heartfelt and oh horrible horrible i i kind of love the rebecca black thing usually i would really it's it's kind of my immediate response to anything that's viral like that on that level is to hate it it's like the high school yeah, sure, 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 just, sure. yeah. that's popular yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with not that it, and i love plenty of stuff that's popular but just kind of things on that level it's like uh, that to me i just loved the idea that it was a hit, a so bad it's good hit. Yeah. When has that ever happened before that we all rallied around together and was like, this is amazing yeah. because it's terrible. Yeah. Like that to me is kind of progressive as far as uh, I, public consciousness goes. It, it, it didn't make any money, but I would say the dancing baby from Ally McBeal. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I was yeah, thinking exactly. But I, see, I thought like moms and stuff were like into that straightforward. I thought like people right. who like liked babies like that. Well, and you know what? The other thing too is is because I just love when you say moms because I, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I but, thought that people were genuinely into that, but I, I didn't. But well, maybe you're right. I went, but I know I, I kind of, I, uh, your thought process is mirrored mine because I was thinking about this the other day when I go to work and um and i and i think part of it was it was like 3d on the internet yeah. it was like the first like yeah it was a technology test yeah, really yeah is what it was and everyone was impressed with like wow that sort of looks like a baby doing it that's <laughs> right <laughs> so part of it is that but still i think but i think there was a general like you know i think it was the same sort of phenomenon yeah like not necessarily you know for the same reason yes yeah <laughs> people will people will will I think people will remember the dancing baby and people will remember that song. Absolutely. Yeah. So and it, and it, when something like the internet, you know, it, it, something can blow up and you forget about it a month later and you totally. run across it and you're like, "Oh yeah, hey, right, what's right. that?" Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. You know, I think that's saying something that it hits the zeitgeist and it sticks. And it brings yes. to mind another question and this is something that just happened in my life a couple of days ago. Like we were uh, looking at CNN.com or whatever. Oh, that's what it was. Megan's like, you have to check out this video. And it was like a, a cute kitty video, but it was on CNN. Right. And I was genuinely surprised that we're at the point where CNN is showing oh, yeah. cute cat videos. Yeah. Well, well, it's all, yeah, it's all about like uh, the lowest common denominator and like that's what works, you know? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what this thing about turning things around so fast and not thinking about anything. That's all it is. Just like feeding the beast and it's like back in the day at least some people were invested in not doing that or maybe like uh making the news as opposed to just right. chasing a tail right well I, you, it, it's, it's funny you, it's, 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 yeah exactly right or a cute ball of yarn right <laughs> um the uh that's the first when you mentioned that you're having to turn things around quickly that's the first thing i thought of was cnn 
Yeah, CNN. I used to watch. I used to get up in the morning. I'd turn on CNN headline news and was reasonably assured that I would get something that would inform me and I was interested in. This is ten years ago. Yeah, this is pre nine eleven. Yeah, Um, and I have not watched that. I thought you were going to say you haven't forgotten. I never. I didn't. (laughs) Never forget. forget. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, now I would not watch a cable news channel if you paid me. Right. No, I would. I would if you paid me, I would. But it's a but bad economy. If it's not, you it's know, if it doesn't cross, if, if if something interesting doesn't cross Twitter, and then I go to Reuters to check it out, I'm like not there. Right. You yeah. Know? Right. So. So I mean, it's it's we're at this point in culture where I don't know, like Rich, I look at what you do, and I love what you do. Thank you. And of course, uh, and I mean, you literally do make cute cat views because you I have. Uh, has has science proven that you have the cutest cat? I don't know. I think I, sometimes I look at him and I'm like, you are so ugly. You know, <laughs> like you're a monster. And where did you come from? I'm at Winston. Yes. Okay. He has thick eyelids. I, I, there's like <laughs> something wrong with him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well, there's something wrong with all house pets because they're retarded. Yeah. I mean, they literally are. I, red I mean, I think that Winston is, is actually like, maybe. Yeah. I, like, I mean, so dumb. Like, would have died. You know, <laughs> had he been. That's the thing. Ugh. I, people write me about their cats all the time, and somebody talked about they had a Persian that died, and I was like, you know, like they're very sickly. Right. You have to really take care of them. And I was like, what happened? And she was like, I let him outside, and I was like, you deserve to have what? a tragedy befall you if you let a Persian cat outside. And he fell asleep under a tire. Is how her cat died. Because that's what they do. Yeah, we have a joke that if Winston were allowed outside, a hawk would just come and swoop him up. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at, at @shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com/shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio@gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline. At 626-66-SHAKE, that's 667-4253. That's the same number. I'm Rich Jeswiak, and you're listening to the Shaky Town Radio Hour. You're at this point where, I mean, you have cute cat videos, and you have commentary on reality television. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, do you feel, and this is also a good option. Are you part of the problem, part of the solution? I don't care about the, I don't think there's a problem. (laughs) I mean, I think that like some things are problematic, but I think that all culture is up for grabs. Yeah. Actually, um, I interviewed a pageant director from Tellers and Tiaras about pageants. I I confronted her with all the criticism that it gets because I wanted to hear it from the inside because the thing about that show that I just noticed from working at TV Guide when I posted other stuff about it is that all of a sudden everybody thinks they're an expert on child abuse and it's like what what do you know really? Like I I understand you're going to be judging this stuff but to shout your opinion like it's like you're qualified in any way is so ridiculous so let's talk to an actual expert maybe she's the wrong on the wrong side or on a different side but she's certainly an expert well she's certainly on the ground at the show she's been doing it for 15 years and um and yeah and one of the comments was like you know you're being part of the problem and i was like i don't think it's a problem actually and if it is a problem then it's part of a bigger problem that was based that was the main part of her defense is that pageants are unfairly maligned because Anything with kids competing has monster parents that do terrible things to oh, their sure. children. And what are you going to sports wh- and dancing and gymnastics? Oh, and, sports is a ridiculous cliche. And come on, but but what and, and what what reality show is going to be like? 
let's focus on you know what we have a we have a, the well-adjusted family right exactly you know the yes, daughter wants to do it like yeah, my, yeah. my daughter my daughter loves to sing loves to dance I would not be surprised if we happen to leave like an episode of Toddlers and Tiaras yeah. on that she wouldn't be interested in it. Right. I kind of I, I I dread the fact that sure. she might get interested in it because I don't particularly care about it. But if she wanted to dress up in a sparkly costume and twirl a baton and sing "God Bless America" with big hair because that's what she wants, I would be obliged to at least consider it. Exactly. And there or at least def- talk to her the pros and cons. And you see that happening on the show too. There are certainly cases of stage moms who are awful people. Clearly, right. I didn't get. My chance, so you're my chance. Exactly. <laughs> but there are also these kids, especially the boys. There's on this next episode. There's this boy who is clearly, obviously, doing this because he loves it. Because in general, you wouldn't expect a parent to be like, you know what, be gender non-normative. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, this is this is where I'm pushing you. But his mom, to his credit, is seems like a wonderful person. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to interview her about. Right. Because I think that's kind of a zeitgeisty thing, too. Boys in dresses. Like yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that, especially boy. with the Swedish thing about the school that's doing away with gender, oh, acknowledging yeah. it all together. Yeah. Which I think is a great idea, and I've, I've kind of had conversations with people online who, you know, run more conservatively, who... who who really do think boys are just born loving trucks and wearing blue. Yeah, that's no, my, crazy. My, my daughter loves airplanes and trucks. Although, although trucks. you know, there is something to be said for normativity. And the fact, I read this book, I read part of this book, because uh, it's hard to read a science book. Like, oh. <laughs> I read another book that I'm not even, called Mutation, it's called Mutants, and it's all about, you know, mutation, sure. human mutations. It's so much cellular biology, and I was like, I really don't want to read 20 pages of cellular biology, but I should, I should know about this, but I'm What's also reading summary? 20 pages of cellular biology. <laughs> yeah, I abandoned that. But this book, it talked about um, how you could see gender normativity in the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And in even non-Westernized culture where it runs even stronger. So when we yeah. say like it's a cultural influence and everything, there it points to that not being so like monk boy monkeys will play with boy toys. Yeah. Most of the time. Sure. That monkey was yeah, yeah. Uh, did not grow up in front of a television yeah. learning what boys do. Right. Right. So it is kind of crazy, but obviously plenty of boys don't care about boy toys. And you just right. leave the door open and let a person become that person is the right really the smartest thing that you could do and the yeah. best thing. Well, my daughter, I mean, I, I look at it the same way as, as her sexual orientation. It's, if she's, you know, hetero, okay, it'll that will present specific problems. Exactly. If she's homosexual, that'll present d- different problems, you know, and, and she gets to play with whatever she wants to play with. And we, we live right next to the airport and we see airplanes all the time. One of the first things she would do is say bye-bye airplane when airplanes are yeah. She, whenever the trash trucks go by, she sees the trash trucks. You know, she, but she likes ballet. Yeah. And, and we, we listen to classical music and she dances her little ballet dances. And she loves So You Think You Can Dance. And we watch the dances and she t- tries to imitate them. So, you know, she's doing things that are, that are girly things and she's doing things that are quote unquote boy things. And I don't care. Yeah. I mean, as long as she's happy and healthy, who gives a flying fuck? Seriously. But, you know, I don't want her to have, I mean, as any parent, I don't want her to have any problems. Absolutely. You know, and that's just the way it works. It's like, but she'll bring things on herself and yeah. she'll have things thrust upon her by genetics. And, yeah. No matter what you do, the world yeah. isn't going to be easy. So. Oh, no. No, exactly. I just want her to be smart. Yeah. That's really, that's my, my thing is, is I just want her to be, you know, healthy and smart. Yeah. And everything else falls from that. Don't really care about any those two things, and she can live and be thrive in the world. You know. Yeah. What if she brings home a juggalo? 
Ooh, that would be tough. Actually, that's that, not honest, natural. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that would be that would be very very difficult. I actually uh, I had a I know this guy uh, I worked on I worked on him we worked on the real L word. Oh. <laughs> um, I worked on season one. Was not asked back for season two. Really? Don't watch the show. Yeah, I've never seen it. I, <laughs> I assume it's very dry. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't know. I saw a lot of footage that I wish I could unsee. Wow. But uh, he he's like a futurist kind of guy, and he was mm-hmm. like, "So what do you do, Brody, when um you have a teenage daughter or you know eighteen year old daughter someday in the year two thousand fifty whatever?" And she brings home a cyborg. Uh, you wouldn't mind if she were gay, but what if she brings home a cyborg? Well, cyborg implies that there's a there's a, a robot. human con- or, yeah. or a robot. A robot who uh, thinks he's human, like Data. Or yeah. Whatever, you yeah. Know? And I was like, but Data can perform all the functions a human can, and someday he'll be a real boy. <laughs> and I was like, well, are we gonna? We're not gonna reproduce with robots, though, right? Well, but there's a lot of you know pairings that end up without reproduction. Both male, male, no, 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 it's true, but but I mean, uh, yes, absolutely. It's that's don't I know it, Um, (laughs) but um, well, I don't know. I mean, I uh, stuff like that, it's always like I'll cross that. We would talk, there would be a lot of talking about Turing, but I said, like, it doesn't seem right to me. He's like, that's what people said about black people, white people. That's what people said about gay people. But see, that's where welcome to welcome to the land of begging the question. I mean, it really is that. Or sorry, uh, pardon me, straw man. That's there's your straw man right there. Yeah, it's like I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. At that point, I presume unless she's going to MIT and is the person in the art of the first person in the world in the AI lab to fall in love with an AI. Right, I presume. That there will be at least five years of debate exactly. of whether or not this this is an actual intelligence, and that will inform everything. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't even predict the endings of movies. I don't <laughs> think <laughs> I don't <laughs> think ahead like that. I, you know, not to not to shit on your your friend, but I just find that to be such a waste of time. Like what. I don't know. It, maybe it's like my lack of imagination, but I, I don't hypothesize. I don't like think like, oh, what if you know? Like I don't. I don't know. What 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 do I have to work on? Like what 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 right, is it right. ahead of me? Because right. it's like five million things that I have to do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying what if. I'm saying like, <laughs> give me my computer. So yeah, can, but there's no context to that, and yeah. that's why it's like a classic yeah, strong exactly, argument. It's exactly. Like, no context to right. this. It's like, well, what if this happens? Right. Because because we'll get my wife and I'll get into those arguments. I'm like, what if we get hit by a meteor right you know, it's like well we can as long as we're speculating why don't we alien invasion right exactly you know, I'll be too busy fighting our alien overlords to worry about that right you know it's like we won't have a house payment because See, we'll all be enslaved I'm okay with my daughter bringing home an alien because I uh, watched Alienation Alienation. oh well, there, there you go high five <laughs> um, Alienation best theme song that was all like the fake like Aliens. The guy, um, the dad on that show, the dad. It wasn't a. It's not. I'm talking about like the family sitcom. It kind of was though. Yeah, it wasn't. It had a family. It was a family family drama. But the uh, Sam Sam Francisco, George Francisco. He's a. He's the the sheriff of um, Pawnee on Parks and Rec now. Oh, well, he is Eric Pierpoint. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I didn't realize that. We're we're always talking about uh, uh, finding finding. Cast members of Parks and Rec and other pieces of work they've been in being surprised, like seeing uh, Nick Offerman's penis in Deadwood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> I told Tish about that, and she's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, dude, I, how can you not? I mean, it was just like, 
that that whole like first couple episodes was just like insane. I just remember being disappointed it wasn't Mandy Patinkin reprising mm. the role. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when he was still too good for television. Yeah, I think. yeah. He, now I think he still thinks he's too good for right. television, but he actually he does is. because I think I there's like two major shows he's been on where he bailed. He just quit. Wow. Um, Chicago Hope and Criminal Minds. I think. I, I you know. All I know is we share the same birthday. That's where my Mandy Patinkin. I, I remember him from um, exactly. He played uh, Ronnie Dobbs in the stage version on Ronnie Run, Run, Ronnie Run. The Mr. Isn't he in Dick Tracy? Wasn't he the pianist in Dick Tracy? Probably. I think he was. I think he was oh my God! Talk about now. Talk about a movie that we actually my my buddy Vic and I we saw like a midnight showing. Oh, of it. we I were was like stoked because it was the summer after Batman. It was, it was the summer Batman. after Batman. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, and like like eighty eight keys. Yeah, he was we, the um, player, right? Yeah, and we, uh, we, we like, we like, we like went to the midnight showing. We got like the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate Dick Tracy shirts. Man, we yeah, walked yeah, into that yeah. movie going, oh, yeah, dude, oh, yeah. that was awful. I would oh. like to revisit it. I, I feel like it's probably uh, even if it it doesn't, you know, even right. if it's just as awful as it was, it's certainly weird enough with the color scheme. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. great, it was a cartoon. Yeah. Do you remember the toy of the tramp? No. And there was a, there was a, like a bum character, the right. tramp, and he watched over uh, the kid. That might have been the character's name. The kid, I don't even remember. Yeah, it was it the was kid, the I believe. Yeah, yeah. and um, they had an action figure out of all the Dick Tracy toys, and they had the tramp, and it got yanked from toy stores because a advocacy group found it uh, discriminatory against the homeless. Wow, PC even back then. Yeah, although the tramp, I don't think technically was homeless. He lived yeah. in a shanty. Right. But, like a cannery row type, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was uh what well, there's a there's a word for that. Um a uh, tramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no, he couldn't be a tramp because he couldn't be a tramp because a tramp has no fixed address. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, a hobo, uh, okay, a hobo works and travels. Oh. So a hobo's basically a migrant worker. Okay. A tramp travels but doesn't work, and a bum neither travels nor works. Ah. Those are the distinctions That's of the hierarchy. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why hobos lorded over the other ones. Okay. That's why there's a hobo convention. It's just like the whole like uh, I only do girl girl, I only do uh, boy girl, non anal, I do anal. It's that high yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so, like, homeless people. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But see, my favorite porn performers are the ones who are just like you watch them. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Oh my God, seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who was it? Who was it? Um, oh my God. What's her name? I totally can't remember it. But I've seen her like I've seen her do shit that I was just like, oh no no no. Uh, uh, Sasha Gray. No, I like Sasha Gray, but but um, uh, uh, no no, she's she's older. She's probably closer to my age. Um, I um I talked to Mary Carey a lot, and uh, you know she had a very kind of weirdly puritanical porn experience. But also that's kind of like negotiating for money too. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. do boy girl, then right. you get it to the point where they want you to do boy girl and so badly. Exactly. Yeah. Anal, same thing. But um and then I was watching this documentary about Tracy Lords, who is such a good pop culture figure. Like oh, yeah, she yeah. was a gift to pop culture. Sure. Like as as un PC as that is a child I mean she wasn't a child. She knew what she An was underage doing. person. She knew exactly what she was doing. Not she says she doesn't. In her uh, book. her book is the best porn star. Thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's like so trashy, and she used to <laughs> throw apples from her tree outside at the rich people down the hill, and she refers to herself as a techno queen multiple times when she discusses her Lords of Acid uh, album. Um, she is great, but um, 
she that Gingerlyn and Amberlyn hated her. They, oh. I mean, they all hated her right. because of what happened uh, in the end because they all suspect that she blew the whistle on herself. You know the story? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, so amazing. And I, I, I wish they should have known us to it. He's a prude. <laughs> but the, but the, but uh, Gingerlyn or Amberlyn, I don't know. I, They're I don't the same. Know. Person, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they would talk about how they would do something. They would have like a three way, and then the other one would have an anal scene, and then Tracy would come on set and just do it all, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just blow them out of the water. And to and to hear that after hearing Mary talk about her, you know, very staid porn career, I was like, oh wow. So there is. She's the one who's on Celebrity Rehab, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is she still going by that name? Because I thought Dr. Drew had convinced yeah, her to... Yeah, Mary Ellen Cook, no. She still goes by Mary Carey. She still does feature dancing, and it's a brand. Okay. You know? Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. make sense for her not to yeah. perform under that name. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of it. What do you think of Dr. Drew? Uh, well, I've spoken to him a lot. Several hours, actually. Uh, I think that... Um, I think that he's... From what I can tell, he has very good intentions... And I think that a lot of the stuff that he says in response to the criticism of the show makes sense. It's not ideal. Nothing is ideal. Uh, it's weird to pay people to go to rehab at the same time if that's what they need. Then that's what they need. It's weird to reward people who are narcissists with, mm, while yeah. you know, basically feeding their narcissism when their narcissism is a problem. But at the same time, I do know that that's treatment. Like they are being treated, yeah. you know, as they would be. Um, so I, I think that ultimately, though, I do think that Dr. Drew is a God complex. I think that's probably like if I'm going to armchair, you know, uh, psychologize him, that he really thinks that he's just here to save the world, which, you know, given his line of work is a better thing to do than to just to think he's here to entertain you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. or not here to make friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dr. Oz, yeah. just there to be weird. <laughs> right, exactly. He's a real doctor, and and yeah. I really do think that. Well, and people swear by like I've talked to Mary about him, and she swears by him. You know, well, he has a good bedside. I mean, look, I've been listening to him for years and years. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I mean, forever and ever. And it's like you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I don't begrudge him success, but I again, this is another show that I've watched half an episode of yeah. because I'm like, don't need to see that. Yeah, don't need yeah. to see that. Yeah, you know, it's done. rough. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Tight. Yeah. yeah, and whatever you know. There's some good. St I mean, there are some. It's it's really horrible to laugh at people's addiction, but at the same time, human behavior is so fascinating and hilarious. Agreed. I mean, Anna Nicole. Uh, Anna Nicole is my Marilyn Monroe. Like I love her that right. much, and so much of that is laughing at her at the disease oh, yeah. that killed her. Oh yeah, you're laughing at like yeah, these yeah. symptoms. At the same time, she was amazing. You could always count on her to show up and be amazing. You know? Yeah. There's so many things. So it's a very weird, contradictory thing to care about somebody and being like, but it's really hilarious that you're being eaten from the inside out. Yeah. 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 Well, We've had not that, not that you're being inside, eaten from the inside out, but how that's manifesting itself is coming out so well. It's like Andy Dick. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I'd, have we addressed this on the show? How the, what Bob Kirk said? Just that, yeah, we did. Yeah, because Andy with Andy Wood. We talked about right, right, right. Bob Kirk uh, at a panel I was watching uh, saying how, you know, Andy Dick, like there's some comedians who are funny and bring out the funny, and then there's some people who are broken people, and we watch them, and it's funny. Yeah, and yeah. That's the category he put Andy Dick in. Yeah, it's well, true. I well, I have, I have really, really good stripper dar, mm. and the, Anna Nicole Smith immediately. Mm. It's like, if I hadn't known that she was a stripper... 
I would be like, oh, yeah. that's just like a strip with blood. Yeah. Yeah, Boom, yeah. you're yeah. done. Yeah. You know, n- nothing is going to stand in the way of this juggernaut yeah. crashing into a wall at 150,000 miles an It's out. true. Yeah, it's true. It's, it was, it's just... Um, <laughs> she, uh, there's a really good New York Magazine story from last month by this guy, Dan P. Lee, who did another story that was very similar about Travis the Chimp, where he'll just kind of write the narrative story. Right. You know, just top and bottom, here's what happened. Which is a very cool way, and it's and he does very nice things where if somebody dies or whatever, he'll kind of skip over that part and then reference it in the next paragraph. He has a very elegant way of not wringing out the emotion. It's very he's a very smart writer, and he wrote the Anna Nicole story basically, which obviously could fill volumes. You oh, know, yeah, it was this yeah. condensed version. But my favorite tidbit from it, two dual tidbits, are that her favorite song to strip to was Lady in Red. And J. Howard Marshall's favorite restaurant was Red Lobster. So you could see how it was meant to be. <laughs> nice. That was, that, they the really did love, love it. Yeah. And, and I can totally, and that's the thing is, is I can totally see some divey strip club in Texas and that being exact thing being yeah. said, that yeah. exact sort of bullshit right. thing yes. being said. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my God. You, know? <laughs> you like something with red in it? I like something with oh, red in it. Where's the sympathetical? Yeah, it's like, oh, I want to. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. both like soup. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Fake um, human connection. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. um, I. In your Scream Four review, oh, yeah. you were you were talking about uh, and, and and just in watching that movie, they're just talking about meta, yeah. And I feel like that word has become meta. like Kafka esque, yeah. Like kind of overused and misused. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so you described an overused cliche with an overused cliche. No, 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 no. I'm saying like the word. Kafka-esque. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, all right. It was uh, getting right, a little right, meta right, for me. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. would have been ironic right. yeah, if yeah, I yeah. had. Don't, don't you think? Right. <laughs> um, I, so I'd, I'd like paint on your wedding day. <laughs> there are things in that song that are, the, the, enough, I know. Enough. I know. The the, the are, there there should be a backlash to the backlash of ironic. There's more bathos than irony in that song. All right, fair enough. But there is some irony Absolutely. because it's irony is all about expectation. Yes, it's certainly one of those. It's certainly one of those songs where, um, uh, mo- it, well, it's uh, the whole begging the question thing. Yeah. Sometimes begging the question is asking the question. Yeah. It's not always the fact that you have to set the question up for a specific answer. Yes. Yeah. That's the same, same, yes. same thing. But sorry to derail. Oh, Ironic sure. is something I'm yeah. passionate yeah. about a little bit. Sure. Uh, I picked Kafka because I just watched the Breaking Bad episode where Jesse finds uh, out hey, word. Stop. Okay. Um, they're <laughs> rerunning them. Yes. And I'm taping them. Oh, you so had seen them. I, I We watched like okay. half the first season. Maybe you watch the, the to the beginning of the second season. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, they're gonna start taping it. And we're gonna watch it. Okay. I need to. I'm not familiar, but I should be. I you know. should. Yeah, yeah. They're rerunning them starting Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I promise I this is really. not a significant spoiler. It's just that right. he gets yeah, a hold of that word. It's funny. Start Tuesday. And, that's a good plot yeah. point. Yeah. Um, it's like you got a word a day calendar. Day. <laughs> right. Oh, that's what that's what been alien. Good one. So. I, I just wanted to hear you talk more about because you touched upon it briefly in that interview or in that review yeah. about, about meta and what that's the phenomenon of it I guess and just what yeah, you, exactly movie, what you think it means I, well that movie just like ran it to the ground right isn't that it wasn't that the point that I made that the beginning it's like meta about being meta because they're watching because in the in Scream 4 they're watching a stab movie in which people are talking about the meta nature of movies and it's like alright enough like seriously yeah like 
But fine, okay, I understand. And we're and then we're watching that. Great, but like, uh, so what? So what? Yeah, <laughs> Wes Craven. So what? You're in a you, well. It's it's like you're in a bad like master's thesis. Yeah, like exactly. It's exactly. Like, yes. All right. If I can totally see like a, like a professor going, yeah. All right, we get it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna. You know what? I tell you what. I'm just gonna pass you. Right. You're gonna get your degree, right. so we can get you out of this program. Right. Um, Self awareness, it was it's what we're really talking about, yeah. is endearing, but it's not the only thing. It's not an excuse. Uh, if something is awful and it's aware of it being <clears throat> awful, it's still awful. Yeah. So, way to be proud of yourself for sucking. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it can work. It can be charming to be meta, but it's not. It cannot be the only thing. Right. Certainly. And I, I find, um, and they've been talking about this on, or one post on Gawker. Um, was they were talking about how Kardashians are kind of meta. Yeah, like there was a, a com- one of them makes a comment like uh, oh, I don't even think they're self-aware. You're married to a football less. star. And she's like, no, I, he's, I'm not married to a football star. He's married to a reality star. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. So, I don't know. It's That's like egocentric though. That's yeah. not, it, that, that might not necessarily be meta. That's just, I only know me and yeah, how yeah. I see the world. <laughs> right. Let me, let me revise this right, to right. Talk about how what's going on in my head. Right. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a pop culture writer, pop culture blogger? I just consider myself a critic, I think. A critic? Yeah. But I also pop. like interviewing a lot, too. Interviewing yeah. is actually my favorite thing to do, I would say. Yeah. It's like the thing I've done on my blog the least of the things that I do. It's the thing I've done on other blogs and sites the most. Mm-hmm. Um, You're kind of like an old school Rolling Stone journalist. Yeah, I try. I mean, it's that's. Totally, I mean, yeah. I, when I read Neil Strauss's most recent book, I was just like, "This guy's life is." I wish I had it. I'm not jealous in general, right? But that was just like, it's so amazing, and he is so good. He is such a good interviewer. I feel like that book. I just uh, I try to absorb as much as I could. And that's why I've been taking this like really frank approach. It's it's nice to not work for VH1 where I'm interviewing people on VH1 and thus can't. I mean, I would confront people with stuff, right. but couldn't really lay into that. You can't let the like teeth I, in. Yeah. With this, it's just like okay, we're going to talk. Okay. So yeah. Well, Bob Schreiner, we had on uh, last week and the week before because it was Duparter, uh, and he said something during that interview that stuck with me, which is the you know I, he did prank calls and you really can't do that now with Colorado. He was like, yeah. why not? What are they gonna do? Right. It's like, oh fuck yeah! I totally didn't. Even fu- yeah. I didn't follow this, right. the logic train into yeah. the station. Yeah. I jumped off and just got running. Yeah. It's like, oh, huh? All right. What are they gonna do? It's like they're gonna fire you. They're gonna yell at you. Right. Yeah. Right. They call you back. Start yeah. calling you. People. People have shot at me to get swings at me. I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> right. What the hell? Right. <laughs> but I find what you're doing, and um, we we have you here uh, in Los Angeles for at the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, Everything it's festival. festival is happening. Right. It, it'll be done by the time this airs. Right. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I what you and Dimitri and um, other people I like online are doing, it's presenting pop culture in a certain way. It's it's not an and it's not. I think it, I think it boils down to the and I hate to uh, invoke Jesse Thorne here, but like this <laughs> the sincerity of it. Yeah, it is sincere. It is. Yeah admiration for some of these things some of these old things i mean you, you talk about you've talked about everything on your blog from like small wonder mm. to you know yeah up until now like you know tyler the creator is, is so is it just do you think critique is it is it mm. uh, just a new way that we're 
experiencing now, a new way it's being presented with this new medium? Yeah, because the thing about the internet, to me, why I feel so drawn to it and I'm not working out like, I mean, not to be presumptuous that a magazine would hire me, but the reason that I'm not necessarily knocking down those doors is because I like the fact that you can tailor your message to your medium. Or actually, I'm sorry, you tailor your medium to your message. If I want, you know, this is a terrible example because I totally contradicted it when I <laughs> talked about it on This American Life. But for me, I'm not here to make friends. It was like, I can't write about that. That would be so boring to write right. about. And it was on this show and it was on this show and it was on this show and it was on... No, I'm just going to show you. It would be a snarky monograph at best. Yeah, like a and, pa- and a paragraph. Yeah, you know? totally. yeah, 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 exactly. Well, no, no. Uh, you could, you would probably have a paragraph of, of the actual citation. Right. right. And then you would have to back that up with right. some just like uh, the psychology of right. blah, 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 blah. So make a video. And also like a lot of the time, you know, it's about letting people think for themselves too. Some I made a very big mistake. I last year I did this MIA review that was composed entirely of other reviews, uh, which was a statement on discourse and how loud it was when that album. Because I, I, you know, I hang out with record critics and I follow record critics on Twitter, and I, you know, consider myself to be that part of the community. I certainly that compliment a comment from a music critic is the compliment that I take to heart. Yeah, uh, just because I feel like I come from that world. But um, I did something very similar at the end of the year where I took a bunch of lyrics from pop songs, club songs that were like, we're in the club. Because there's tons of that yeah. now. Dance music, dance music back in the day could be about anything. Sure. It could be a ballad set yeah. to a house beat, disco, right, right. you know? Now, uh, aside from a few cases, it's all about being, in, it's so obvious. And it's like, why are you talking about what I'm supposed to be experiencing? Would because you say it's gotten meta? No, I, I don't <laughs> even think so. I think it's just gotten no. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, what I should have just done is presented as such the ballad of 10. Instead, I did a paragraph talking about how dumb it was and blah, blah, blah. And and really, no, I should have let people make that conclusion for themselves. The text said plenty. So, um, (laughs) too much editorializing. (laughs) It it really was. I really think that it threw, I, I really think it threw the thing off and I wish I hadn't done that. Uh, yeah, well, that's the, my, I think if you had to boil down aside from seeing, into people's psyches occasionally that I don't want to see into the problem the biggest problem I have with the internet is that editorializing is 89% of the internet I'm just going to make up a number there and it's just like I honestly just do not care about most people's opinions about anything absolutely I'm here for the information I'm here to make up my own editorializing right. in my head right. which I rarely share with others right. unless right. there's a compelling reason to exactly you know and no, it's, I agree it's it's very uh, egocentric the whole yeah, thing yeah. That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was talking about this recently uh, I forget in what context but I was talking about it with my village voice editor that the whole like oh well you just do your take on that thing which you know I'll do I'll review a Beyonce record that I know everybody else is going to do but the idea of like well here's my take is stupid it's like here's the here's that review that I'm doing because I'm compelled to do it not here and here's my word Jezwiak TM you know like yeah. well well but you know what the, see this is the thing is I think I think the I, I think the idea of you know a, a criticism or journalism in general, unless you are the police blotter reporter who is like Mary Higgins arrested for DWI on Sixth and Main at three p.m. will be appearing in court next week. Whatever you know, unless you're just doing those dry things, you're always going to have your own voice, your own yes. take on things. Yeah. Um, 
you know, if you're a paid editorialist, if you're like an H.L. Mencken, let's say, you get paid for having that specific take on things. I, I You know what? Hunter S. Thompson fucked shit up. Yeah. He's, you know, for whatever flashes of brilliant insight he had, that sort of, like, living in someone else's world is great, but it's not journalism per se. Right. You know, it's it's like they, they, they forget the gonzo part of gonzo journalism. It's like and they forget the journalism part of gonzo well, journalism, well, probably. Well, but I'm no, they forget that gonzo journalism is a is a construction. Oh, right, right. And it's, right, right. A, it's, it's not a, just semantic, journalism. A semantic yeah, yeah. construction. And yeah. it's like just because it has journalism in it, it's like hometown buffet has the word buffet in it. Yeah. But it's not really fucking food. Right, right. You know? <laughs> Nor is it from your hometown. <laughs> no. yeah. Unless your hometown is you know, populated with Guatemalans who are, who are slaving over steam tables. Right. Or, Right, right, right. You know, three dollars an hour. Your, your hometown is not. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's that. To me, that's the problem. Is everyone's always gonna have their own voice, their own take on things. But is that really the focus of what you're supposed? Well, hopefully to be? not. I yeah. mean, certainly, like I, uh, everyone's. Uh, I've become more and more comfortable talking about myself. Definitely, and if it comes up, it comes up. Yeah. But in general, I hope that I'm telling the story of myself through other things. That's. But I think much more interesting to me. The internet has a way of the internet has a way of you can shotgun out there whatever you want, yeah. and and your writing may not necessarily be the same as you know uh, as video production. You, it's like you you can create a YouTube thing that's just you know fanciful, and right. you know you can also do something that's really you know very narrowly focused on something specific. Yeah, I mean you know we've had all kinds of interviews on this show from just completely ludicrously stupid to fairly, you know, in depth, you know, goofy to great, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's just within the pod, the, the, you know, the auspices of this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, that's what the good parts of the internet are about. Yes. <laughs> I like to cheek my finger at the microphone right. ineffectually. <laughs> Rich, where did the name 4 come from? Well, it's a, it's shorthand, kind of slangy for like the house or disco beat. Uh, four on four the floor is the longest. But also, uh, yeah, there's four four time. Yeah. But this is like the four four. It's the fact that there are four equally emphasized beats. I see. Uh, per measure. Got it. Okay. So, and uh, I always envisioned myself writing more about dance music because it's been so influential to me. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I, I wish I could. I wish I had the time to make mixes. Still, I used to make yeah. a lot of mixes. Um, I have a great idea for a retro mix that I would love to get to, but it's low on the list. It's, yeah. it's okay. one of your posts recently was about uh, mixtapes. Yeah, and um, not only did it have like that Memorex mixtape, yeah, tape that everybody had back in the day, but I totally remember taping stuff off the radio. And like working really painstakingly, and then finding out my radio or, or tipping stuff on the radio, and um, finding out that the batteries in my recorder were low, yeah, so that everything played back at like <laughs> chipmunks, speed. right? Right, right, yeah, <laughs> like it was coming through on the radio fine, and then like, like, like an hour and a half's worth of music was like, oh, yeah, I would like to hear just the um acceleration actually, that would be the most exciting part when the battery starts to slow, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, I think I don't think we got that far. I think yeah. we didn't get that far. I think we realized it because it was one of those. It was one of those where um, we tape we tape songs and you know we let it sit and then come back to it or we could rewind it and see what we got. Yeah. yeah. So, but I remember Art of Noise. Um, Moments uh, in Love. No, um, Paranoia. I think, but I'm not sure. 
which may, it could be it could have been close to the end but um, one of those songs was one of those we taped off the radio oh, nice. and it was totally like yeah it was close to the end yeah um, yeah yeah it was fan fucking fantastic yeah sounds good <laughs> Rich you're um, I didn't realize this has already been a year since the incident where uh, one of your super cuts was plagiarized well multiple actually three last year were okay uh, maybe there was one I was specifically I was thinking of but there was three you? instances of it oh yes Yes, okay. the last year was three instances. Oh, wow. So what, what instance were you thinking of? Uh, the one that I remember was about the, the cell phone. Well, that was the most infuriating one. Okay. Um, because uh, it was just crazy people. And, and even after, like when the... Uh, no, just in case people haven't seen yeah, which yeah. one are we talking about? Okay, so I did this video about how cell phones are negotiated in horror movies. Right. And... Via my editing, I basically laid out a thesis of like there is no signal, which is the most popular one, no battery, lost and broken. So that happens. uh, Somebody then emails me in March or something and is like, look, NPR posted your video and they didn't credit you. It's like that happens all the time. You put something on YouTube, it becomes the world's, except not in the respect that I expected it to become the world's. Which was that once I listened to the story that it was attached to, the woman, uh, Beth Accomando is her name, she, you know, opened with Human Centipede. They pegged it to Nightmare on Elm Street, which was the stupid, it was morning edition or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, they pegged it to Nightmare on Elm Street, which was the stupidest thing they could possibly peg it to because cell phones are so irrelevant in Freddy Krueger's world. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> So well, and also, but, well, was this the remake of Nightmare or the yeah? yeah. Oh, it was going to come out because because I, I immediately went to like it's like 1984. No, no, no. Well, so we pull out like a car phone, yeah, like, like right, with, exactly. a, with the size of like a car battery, right? Like, oh, I can't get a signal. Right. Like, no Big wonder. surprise. Right. When did those things ever work? Right. Um, but so so she opens with the human centipede and then she proceeds to uh, run through basically my thesis using clips that I had used uh, right. using like Hills Have Eyes and The Roost which comes up later um, and she closed with 2012 where the cell phones did work or whatever and God even to talk about it now I got so pissed off because it was so flagrantly re- and the, and the thing about it is that had she said there's this internet video it would have made all the difference. Uh, Full disclosure. Yeah, yeah. At the end of it, she didn't even say it, but uh, they were like, "And if you want to see all of the instances, go to our site." And so it wasn't even like it, they, they like had even misrepresented it that way because they didn't even mention the, the way that they made it sound was like, "Oh, and we've collected these." Right, right, right. Such shit. So I started a Twitter fight with her. Uh, I thought about it and I started a Twitter fight with her and I was like, "Fuck you for doing that and and not crediting me." Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? And you know what? Don't fuck with the blogger like me because I'm gonna fucking talk. You just gave me a post to write. Right. So right, right. Thank you. Yeah. Because I'm, all, I, you know, every day it's like, will I have an idea tomorrow? You gave me my idea for tomorrow, <laughs> bitch. And so um, <laughs> she, I mean, she really is an asshole. She, the, everybody uh, there. Yes, she's an asshole. Nice. They're all assholes. So th- this editor calls me. Wait a minute. So NPR is exactly as I imagined. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So like unable to admit fault. So this editor calls me, like the executive editor or whatever, and it was like, yeah, we should have put a link on to, we should have put a link to your site, but um, as far as the content of her story goes, it was, she had pitched this way before we ever saw your video, and uh, this was just a convergence of 
like mines. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because you use the same clips that I did. And I know she didn't see the fucking roost, which actually came out, which I didn't know that, but it came out where she was, where she admitted later that two of the examples of the four that she pulled from me, uh-huh. uh, she did, she admitted that she did get from the video eventually, which is like, just so like, bitch, I caught you. Admit it. Oh, well, two of them. Still, do we need to like weigh the buy rate of the of, of like what of what your video sounds like? Because I bet if we did, it would be the exact same sound quality as mine. You did not take those from the source; you took them from my video. Totally, it was so ridiculous. And um, yeah, and then and so it was this thing. Eventually, so I talked to that guy, and I was like, I have nothing else to say to you. You ripped something off of mine. This is obvious to me. Bye. He calls me back in an hour, and it was like. Uh, yeah, we actually didn't credit you properly. They ran a retraction on air the next day. Fine. But even in, in the um, salon story, uh, they had interviewed other people. They had interviewed her and, and another editor. And I think in that story, but it might have even been, oh yeah, in that story, uh, the one editor, like I, I feel like I talked to her editor superior. So her editor, her, her main right. editor, uh, whom she said she said in an early draft she did reference my video but that her editor made it take it out and it was like if your editor is making you into a shitty person then you need to push back because you're putting yes. your name out there yeah. like that's yeah. not yeah, yeah, yeah whenever yeah. if ever I'm in that situation I'm like that didn't uh, work at no I'm representing myself yeah exactly <laughs> it's not work here. yes so um, <laughs> she said so that editor said it's a cliche no one can own a cliche and it was like like really you're gonna take that stance because I know that but I frame this cliche in such a way that you could take because that's what you did yeah yeah ridiculous (laughs) so the ombudsman was on vacation during this so we we ended up revisiting this like a month later boiling my blood all over again and the thing that the writer said that showed what a fucking asshole she is is I didn't even know who made the video and you know why she didn't know who made the video because she didn't have the consideration to click the name on the YouTube video and the link on my YouTube main channel. Yeah, yeah. Asshole. And, Beth Accomando, you're an asshole. And, 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 uh, 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 that doesn't reflect any of the Shake It Down radio games. <laughs> right. But, but, it, it, but it probably does. Yeah, but it probably does. <laughs> mm. I get heated about it. So then, no, 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 I totally understand. Uh, it, it, yeah. That was ridiculous. The other thing well, was... Wait a minute. Wait, okay, let me, let me come back. Yeah. So, so, and in the age of the internet... Yeah. You you know how to fucking find out unless you're oh so so, easy. so is like she, I said too close. so is she a ninety year old grandma exact no from her okay, Twitter then. picture I couldn't I, okay, I did then. not think that she okay, sounds then. like one okay but from her Twitter picture <laughs> right, she right, was right, not right, right, right. Uh, she has a Twitter so you assume she understands how links and websites right, work right right so yeah yeah exactly amazing and then in November right this Jay Leno. Is, I just remembered this yeah, yeah. yes Jay Leno so that was a different <laughs> story yeah. right that was a different story where it was kind of an administrative fuck up I mean yeah. I, if you want to hear the whole thing, I can tell it to you. Um, okay, so Jay Leno, I made this video called Taylor Switch is Surprised, which was not a new concept at all, and it's, it wasn't even my concept, which is how the whole crediting thing became the central issue. I made this video of Taylor Swift winning awards and looking shocked, which she always does, every single time she's right. shocked. Uh, I had pointed this out before in a recap of the American Music Awards. There have been photo galleries elsewhere. This was not a new phenomenon. I made the video. My friend, actually, Kate, kind of inflicted me with this video because she was like, somebody should make that video. And I was like, fuck, I can do that. It's Kate you Spencer. Just, Kate Spencer, Spencer. yes, exactly. Uh, she put that idea in my head and I was like, now I have to fucking do it. It actually turned out to be so easy. Just typed in Taylor Swift wins on YouTube. A bunch of videos came up. I put them together. Simple. 
I get an email. It, I, we post it on VH1. That day it blows up immediately. I get an email that night from Jay Leno's show saying, Taylor's on the show next week. We want to show your video. Okay, went back and forth. I said, you know, it's really important that when you credit me, you credit my friend Kate too because the video would not exist without her. So crediting was always sure, part sure, of the discourse. Sure, sure. They ended up uh, using my editing cadence basically, using the same clips I used, but technically redoing the video because they used HD sources. Mine were all YouTube shit gotcha. or whatever, which gotcha. was always a concern. He was like, save it to me the highest quality possible. I was like, I can save it in high quality, yeah. but it's like shitty after 240p. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. They do that. Jay Leno, Taylor Swift is on. And he says, you know, we don't know what Jay, we don't know how Jay's going to throw to it because uh, he's an asshole and you can never <laughs> count on him. Right. Exactly. So, okay, fine. Um, I understand, but we'll credit you in the credits. Like, your name will be in the credits. Okay, fine. Um, so the way the Jade throws to it is the most disingenuous way possible, saying we put this together, which technically they did, while at the same time, like, it, just the fact that he didn't say there's this video on the internet, like that. And we made a version of this video and right. there's yeah. this video around the internet. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been enough just to put in people's heads that this thing existed before right, the right. show. But, but So it was like, okay, whatever, Jay Leno, wait till the end of the show. No credits that night. Right, right, right. I write back to the guy and I'm like, yo, what's what? up with that? Who was very nice. I have to say this guy whose name I can't even remember. This guy was very nice. Uh, didn't write me back and people immediately started tweeting about it so it wasn't even like a thing where, where, where I was rabble rousing right, 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 right. it was like people were like I was expected to make a statement or something right, right. and I wrote to this guy right away 12 hours later he still hadn't written me back and I was like alright well I guess I'm posting the entire story of this which went crazy the New York Times picked it up this was Thanksgiving week so on Thanksgiving, nice. they ran a story in the print edition that I got to share with my family. Nice. So this was a gift, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, like, the video would have come and gone, right. and I wasn't even pissed about it at this point, because to me, it's like, Jay Leno's an asshole, shit gets fucked up, look at all this attention right. I got. NPR, there's this uh, cachet of, like, intellect, and we're doing something different, and for them not to, like, bow when they were called on their shit... That, I'm telling you, it still pisses me off. Yeah. I can't believe And you had worked with them at that. one point on This American Life. Yes, but it was different. Uh, well, you know, so, so I've been on NPR. They wrecked it. Yeah, yeah They wrecked exactly. the relationship. Right. Nice. And and then the, the the funny postscript to it is that a week after the Taylor Swift thing happened, I had put together this Mariah Carey on QVC thing, and she was on for like six hours. I watched all of them uh, <laughs> and cut together, you know, her talking about being pregnant and saying the same things. She was selling perfume. She doesn't like perfume. She didn't like perfume. She loves perfume bottles over and over and over and over again. So my friend, my friend Tracy calls me or, or texts me or whatever. She said, do you know the insider used your Mariah Carey video? And I was like, you know, like Tracy, she, she sometimes exaggerates and I, I'm not going to believe it. It took her forever to, she has a sling box and had the capability to send me the clip. It took her forever to turn it around. I get it the next week. And sure enough, the first 30 seconds of my video with like a little bit of insidery, uh, Flash wipe, sparkle glitter. Insider is the MySpace and, 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 and I knew, like, and nothing. Yeah, exactly. And nothing to, <laughs> and nothing to take away from Tracy too. I knew that she had not watched it side by side with my video, so it'd be very easy to see something mistaken as such. I watched it side by side because I had to, and I was like, "Holy shit, it happened again." <laughs> <laughs> but they were really weird. They were so weird about it that their weirdness was like, "Well, at least you know that's an answer," because they were like. We are dealing with a high volume of information every day, and we were we don't know. 
That sounds like an intern. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds like an intern. Exactly. Fired. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? Right. You said you right. So um, it, they were so weird about it that that was enough of an apology. It was like an apology <laughs> would just seem canned. And you, this is just like <laughs> a, a sinking <laughs> ship or something that's, that's <laughs> happening on daytime television. So um, yeah, so that was very exciting. And by that point, it was just hilarious. That was just, I mean, what can yeah. you do? What, what am I going to do about the insider? Like. Uh, so it was just funny. It's it's it really is a blessing when someone inflicts something like that upon you. But I think, and this is something that you mentioned in one of the, your posts recently. Um, also, uh, the I think the internet just has this feeling that everybody owns everything. Yeah. Because um, you're talking about the VHS tape, the wedding VHS tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, uh, uh, and one of the things you were talking about is is you know. If, if you put it out there, it's out there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of this stuff, especially like VHS tapes were pre-internet where right. people were doing it for whatever reason they were doing it and never expected that somebody at some point was going to yeah. be digitizing and going, wah, wah, right, right, right. you know, but, but it's, there's this feeling that, you know, you put something out there and cause I'll be perfectly honest in my day job, I have gone out to the internet and plagiarized stuff. Yeah. I've like, cause I, I work in IT and it's like, Oh, Hey, that college did a cheat sheet for this program. I'm totally stealing that. Sure. I'm even going to slap our logo on it cause I don't care. Cause yeah. someone needs help. I'm going to print this off and go, you know, um, and I just don't care about necessarily crediting the original, the original poster. Full face. But are you, are you talking about stuff that's like in, are you talking about stuff that's like within your work or are you putting... Totally within my work. Yeah. So you're not putting that out there and representing it as like a product or anything. I'm certainly not. I might, if, if I was going to use it professionally to make money, I would probably say this is examples of documentation that I put together. Right. But I wouldn't necessarily say I created it out of whole cloth. Right, right. You know, so no, it's certainly not art- sure. artistically. I would never do that. In right. My, you yeah, know, there's artistic. distinction. There's shortcuts, yeah, and then right. there. Yeah, oh yeah, this is total right. pragmatism as right. opposed to bold face like this theft. is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, theft. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. What to, I don't know what would be worse. I think I would understand it more if someone was claiming something as, as their own artistically, creatively, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to that lazy sort of. Well, the NPR thing is absolutely. Stupid crazy to me because you do think of them as holding up a higher standard yeah. of, of journalism and intellectualism. Exactly. And to just say, we fucked up and didn't credit you properly. Yeah. You know, even whether the germ of this is because it could have been, why didn't she do, why do shoes break all the time in horror movies? Right, and, exactly. You know, why do people run into the woods instead of run along the road? <laughs> in my opinion, what she needed to do is just a little bit more work and find examples that weren't in my video. If you're going to be, like, right. be, be sneaky about it. Right. right. Be fu- <laughs> like, be a fucking sneaky, sleazy cheat. Like, right, right, right. I could do that, yeah, you know? Totally. Um, she didn't even fucking do that right. Like, what a yeah. waste. What a waste of a brain. Maybe maybe she's up against the same turnaround stuff quickly kind of thing, too. Get a new job, then, if you can. <laughs> Seriously. Just play that, that that's, that's the thing, is that when people have shitty jobs where they're, like, handing you shit, throwing shit into your hand on the street or telemarketing, it's like, I, I, didn't, I don't remember giving okay. you that job. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. still your problem. You're still doing a shitty thing for the world. That's, yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> I don't care if it's your job. You still suck <laughs> you know really oh, speaking man. of shitty jobs it's my job now to end the show well that is the worst job <laughs> um, I, you know who I feel sorry for our listener <laughs> all, all both of them uh, 44.typepad.com you're also on twitter r-i-c-h-j-u-z yes which is soft u people think I'm saying rich Jews <laughs> but I'm not I'm I had a very I had a very I had a very uh, uh, I may post it tonight. 
during the adult hours of Twitter. <laughs> right. I have, Twitter I have, after dark. Twitter after dark. <laughs> I was actually thinking that. I was like, I, I thought of something and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to post this at 9 a.m. Yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> um, you have visited us from farther distances than any other guest. I'm proud of that. Yes, yeah, so we are too. Huh. And I feel like we just scratched the surface. There's so much more I'll I could. Jiggered. Huh? I'll be jiggered. Yeah. That sounds like a bad word. Yeah, it you does. Just said. Mm. Look at that racist. No, no, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think it has a. I actually do think it does. I does do. it? I, I do think it does. But um, I'm gonna look it up. Look, I'm, I'm, Urban Dictionary. Well, uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Well, they can write that shit like that. It's true, but I'll, I'll look it up in the Oxford Dictionary of <laughs> Etymology when I get home. But, <laughs> but uh, we know what you're talking about. Yes. Like we're not being racist then. I am not niggardly with my etymology. <laughs> oh goodness. Which does not have. Well, Rich, we hope you enjoy your visit to the the best coast. Yes, greater West West coast. Already am. And uh, that we, uh, if we come back to your neck of the woods, or if you come back here, yeah, I'd love to talk to you more sometime. Great, thank you so much thank for having so me. Much. It's uh, very so, nice to speak. Yeah. Till next time. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. I'm Rich Joseph. <laughs>